It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Aha, uh-huh, ha, uh-huh, ha, uh-huh. ha. Yeah! What it do, baby? Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 773 of Locked On Raptors. I'm your host, Vivek Jacob, and I am joined today by Katie Heindel. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Raptors, where you can find every single episode. There's plenty more if you're interested, as well as each of the other 29 NBA teams are available on the Locked On Network. And then there's the teams from the other major leagues as well. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts, as that is an important part of us being able to do what we do. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On on their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's Locked On, all caps, with a space. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So today, after the events that happened in the NBA yesterday... We'll just recap a bit and uh, see where we're at as we are apparently heading back towards watching NBA basketball and the players playing NBA basketball, which didn't seem like the case uh, a little bit earlier. The Celtics and Raptors, obviously, we know uh, they led the way initially uh, for the boycott. They were the first teams to talk about it. And the Bucks, they were the first game up against the Magic they kept it to themselves. Even the Magic didn't know they were, they were out on the floor anticipating a game, uh, and the Bucks decided to not show up onto the court. Katie, what were your initial thoughts as this was transpiring? Yeah, it's been a wild twenty four hours. Um, <laughs> I I was surprised for sure, um, but then pretty heartened. Uh, I was really. I don't know. I think all along, like we've, we've all just been like super intrigued of what's going to happen and you know, what it would quote mean. Um, I think that initial, that initial game, I think as soon as I heard that, I was like, well, there's no way any of these other games are happening today because it, mm-hmm. in, it as it is in a lot of things like this, it just takes, you know, it just shows like it can just take one action like that to really set the tone. Um, and then on that note, I thought like, regardless of what, they came up with later I had thought and we talked about this a little bit before we recorded but that you know games would kind of be done for the week but 
turns out, I guess we might be a little bit wrong on that prediction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I think as soon as it was announced that the games were done, we anticipated that obviously Thursday's games uh, would be cast aside as well, which they are. Uh, there will be no basketball um, when the Raptors and Celtics were supposed to open up their series. But yeah, and now it looks like it could be back even as early as Friday. Saturday seemed more likely, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll see where things are. Uh, and so, yeah, obviously the Bucks pulled out. Uh, I thought it was a great initiative to spend that time in the locker room uh, on a call with the Wisconsin Attorney General, uh, trying to promote some real action and change. Other teams followed through in unison, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Lakers, the Blazers, and that was followed by a meeting uh, at around 8 p.m. between the players uh, and the coaches, and referees joined in later as well. And there were different themes uh, that that were being discussed, and uh, based on the reporting, the Lakers and Clippers were looking to boycott the entire season, uh, LeBron James, after sort of giving his two cents, it, based on the report, seemed like he decided, hey, I'm going to head out and played some Madden based on the reports <laughs> to blow <laughs> off some steam. And yeah, that, that, that was a weird little stretch last night where it was, it was confusing in terms of understanding what happened because, again, there was, there was the Mannix report, there was the Shams report. On one side, you had, okay, the Raptors and the Bucks are the most vocal. On the other side, you had, okay, but it's only the Lakers and the Clippers who want to boycott the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I'm, I'm glad that cooler heads have prevailed since, and m- more in the sense that I'm just glad everyone seems to be on the same page more than anything, whichever decision they made. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what were your thoughts as the events were playing out last night? I think with the meeting, it really felt for a little bit like, you know, anything could kind of happen. And I'm sure like you, like I was just kind of refreshing and, and reading these like leaked leaked reports from the room, whoever it was mm-hmm. um, leaking it, which is its own mystery. But I... I kind of like, I mean, I know it's just like a snapshot and we can only really trust like the the truth of it. We may never know. And if we do, it's probably like somewhere in the middle. But from what you did hear, even of how like, like how emotional that conversation seemed to be. Yes. But also like how wide ranging far reaching, like, you know, you had the bucks who were obviously probably still pretty fired up and like had probably a lot of adrenaline from what they did. And then putting together like making those calls and then putting together that statement, which I thought was super powerful um, and like really something strong for them to just stand there and read that all together and then leave. I want to know who the person was who was like, we still play the rest of the games this season (laughs) who decided that was the time to like pop that question off as the team walked away, but whatever. Um, But I like in the meaning that, you know, they got some heat for that, but then you also saw players um, like, like Jalen Brown, you know, come to their, come to their aid, just kind of say, you know, like you didn't, you guys didn't really need to explain yourselves to us. Like we, yeah. it's okay with what you did, but I, I like that you, that even through the tiny little people that we were kind of seeing the meeting through, you could see, 
you know, the trepidation, the frustration. You could also see like that that guys were really like engaged and kind of excited, but maybe they didn't really know what the next steps could be. And I, I mean, you know, to be a fly on the wall in that room obviously would have been incredible, but from the limited snapshot that we got of it, I think it sounded like, yeah, it, it sounded like it got a little bit heated, but I also feel like in that situation, I couldn't, it couldn't have been like a, I'm sure like Chris Paul, you know, being in the position he is, he, he, I'm sure he wanted it to be a little bit more smoother, but I'm glad that people kind of like said their pieces and like that it did get a little bit heated, you know, cause these are just like real guys that were like fed up and frustrated and we've seen them all week, just like, you know, being so like just kind of processing trauma. Right. And going yeah. through that, that I think they're, it wasn't, it was a super emotional time. And I think they really needed that time. And I mean, they, they obviously met again today um, and made some more decisions, but I, yeah, I was just, I was just glued to, to figuring out what was going to happen next. It just felt like this moment, like you knew you were in a moment where, Oh, like this has never happened before. Yeah. And, you know, I, th- I think that's an important point because, we're sort of looking at these players and uh, different people are saying, oh, they need to have a plan. They need to have this and they need to do this. And can we maybe cut them some slack? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, we all agree that there needs to be a plan and a directive in terms of what they're trying to achieve, a big picture. But they're also reacting to everything in real time. And they obviously had no predisposed plan to do this until Jacob Blake's shooting. And so there's the emotions and trauma of dealing with that. Uh, we have to remember that, that their primary job is to play basketball. And it's like we're expecting all these players uh, under the ages of 36, for the most part, some much younger, to be these incredible social justice activists and have a master plan mm-hmm. in under a day. And I think it's perfectly fine for them to sort of be figuring this out as they go along and have meetings and you know, continue to figure out next steps and what's the best way for them to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think like that's, that's a extremely important point because it also puts, it it kind of forces us to reflect on like, unfortunately the lens that a lot of these players get put under as being like professional athletes. It's that they, especially like black men as professional athletes, it's like that they have to be ostensibly better all the time and like very perfect and like fully realized in everything that they do. You know what I mean? Without room mm-hmm. to like re- either even just react as they did last night. Um, yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. Well you stopped. Well, what's your plan? Why'd you stop? It's like, you know, they stopped because they were fed up and like, it, it was like an emotional response, which I think is what made it so powerful. Um, right. But yeah, the, the expectation that, you know, and they even like the bucks on that call, like I think one of the most, I don't know, honest things was that they were asking just like, what can we do? Like, we want you to tell us like what we can do to like take act next steps in terms of like an actionable, tangible response that will make a difference because they don't know. And I think that's important too, to say like, you know, it's okay if you don't know, but it's also like not their responsibility to figure out what the next steps are. So I know there's been some, I don't know, people say like, oh, it's not on the owners. I do think it is on the owners. Yeah. Um, more than the players in this case, they've just like, they've been the ones to pump the brakes and they've shown how, how um, important a step that can be and how quickly things can be ratified. I mean, we know that the, 
the, ex- the owners obviously kind of scramped. We saw some responses like Houston, the, the, the rocket stadium is going to be used as a voting center in the upcoming elections, which is great. And a first step I'm sure. But like, you know, mm-hmm. I hope that all these owners like scrambled to just figure out, and I'm sure they did because their, you know, their profit was at, on the line, but I hope that they kind of turned around and were like, all right, oh shit, what, what can we do? You know, like, what do you want us to do? Yeah. And I, I, and again, that, that was the purpose of all of this. And Mm -hmm. here we are now, I think, I don't think we see a return to play without some serious commitments from the board of governors. And so for Woj to put out the report that the playoffs will resume, uh, I don't think there's any way the players would have just come out and said that until there was some serious conversation with the Board of Governors and there was a clear understanding uh, of how they were going to contribute more uh, going forward. There is uh, some new information available for us live on the show. And so the NBA has put out a statement regarding the playoffs. Uh, the, The part we already know is that they're hopeful of resuming games either Friday or Saturday. But there is a video conference call meeting scheduled later this afternoon between uh, NBA players and team governors representing the 13 teams in Orlando, along with representatives from the NBPA and the league office and the NBA Labor Relations Committee chairman, Michael Jordan, to discuss next steps. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. So... I, I think that's an important step to, again, just continue, just ensure that next steps do happen and that now that they've been able to get the ball rolling by not playing, uh, that that rolls down the right path and uh, they are seeing uh, the action uh, that needs to take place. I wonder if that was one of the provisions of like them deciding to go back is like to get to have direct access. I'm just speculating, but I know that one of the complaints that we heard leaked out of that meeting was that uh, Adam Silver wasn't more hands on in like this inner this inner portion of the bubble where the players are like living day to day Mm -hmm. Um, is that he seemed largely absent from that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and kind of telling, and I was kind of surprised. I know he, maybe he's coming and going, which is maybe why he, he isn't like committed to that inner, inner bubble. I also didn't know there were like rings of the bubble, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I think that's extremely valid because, you know, he's, he's a, he's the figurehead, right? Like he's the representation of, of the, of the NBA in the sense of the NBA that agreed that the players would still have a platform to protest, um, and to, to keep keep putting a focus on social justice movements that they that they were involved with before they went into the bubble and then to not see him, I could understand how it would feel like, okay, but is he seeing what we're doing? And mm-hmm. is this as important to him as he said it was? Right. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And there's no convenient way to segue into this, so I'm just going to do it. Uh, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. That's locked on all caps with a space. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So, Katie, it looks like we have basketball to talk about again. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we do that, uh, you know, I think it is important to talk about what the next steps, uh, what the ideal next steps are for the players. In terms of you know we've we've seen that they want to find a different way to uh, send social justice messages, uh, but in terms of having demands of the board of governors, are there maybe some ideal uh, conversations that you're hoping they're having? Yeah, I mean it's tough because I think you know as you said before you know not all these players. I mean, I assume that the players on the call are probably representatives that the team either teams have picked or or the players have collectively picked. Um, so maybe they're who have maybe engaged in this kind of discourse before, but who knows? But what, like as you said, there's just so many different kind of causes that are affecting not just like these players themselves, but like in the communities either where they live or where where they play. So I think it it can't be an easy an easy like it must just be a first conversation is what i mean to say mm-hmm. because i think if you if if the the any of the owners have the commitment going forward which they should out of this then they would need to meet with players more individually to talk about okay like what you know what should we prioritize um in our cities and like what's actually needed at either like a local level or a statewide level you know, a federal level and like what kind of campaigns can we get behind and what can we back? Because I think, you know, a lot of these ownership groups or owners themselves are like a little bit nefarious um, in terms of like who they maybe keep company with or where their political ties are. So I'd be curious to know how they might address those. Um, But it's not going to be like an, an easy first step, but I think just that commitment to maybe look a little bit closer I think a lot of money should be on the line in terms of, you know, what they can pony up for for causes that are important to players uh, that can, mm-hmm. can actually affect real change. 
Um, I did like, I mean, I don't like Tillman Fertitta, but I like that the Rockets very quickly decided, okay, we're going to use the space that we have that ostensibly is like very well known in Houston and makes it a lot easier for people to go out and vote. I do. I did like that. That to me was just like very, you know, actionable thing, easily done. So maybe more things like that. Um, in terms of protest, it's a little bit more difficult because this was something that obviously if they had decided to stop playing, that was more of a threat to owners and then they wouldn't really have the platform anymore to necessarily protest. But protest in right. itself is is and should be disruptive. So I don't know. You know, I know they've been kneeling for the anthem and we've seen the messages on the jerseys. So I don't know if it would be something different in that approach. I know that the WNBA, you know, has, has done like an incredibly good job all along, but especially in their wobble of like ways that they've decided to protest. So whether the NBA feels comfortable that they want to follow, like maybe in their steps and get some advice from those players, perhaps. But mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't know. It seems like it, it, it seems like there, there's just a lot. So I really hope that there's useful conversations and people that are like in place to maybe help them because I think it could feel very overwhelming. Don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I thought, uh, Something that Sahal Abdi mentioned on Twitter, obviously he was with us on the podcast uh, on the last episode, but even with the Toyota Center serving as a vo voting center in November, he said take it a step further and arrange transportation mm -hmm. to and from black majority neighborhoods. And so I feel like that's, again, yeah. you know, that should be uh, an easily addressable issue uh, for them to fork up whatever resources are necessary to make that happen and uh oh. the more arenas that you set up and then and, and again right you, you you don't have to have an arena in place as a voting center to have that set up right just ensure that wherever uh you know whichever team you're you own whichever franchise you own make sure that all the people that need to get to these voting centers have accessibility. And uh, mm -hmm. I think that's another thing to be mindful of as we go forward. Now, one thing that uh, I've been thinking about as this stoppage has occurred, especially from watching uh, just how hurt Fred Van Vliet and Norman Powell and Pascal Siakam were in their media mm -hmm. session the last couple of days is there is so much being put on them uh, mentally mm -hmm. in terms of having to cope uh, with being in a bubble without their families. And I know the families are going to be there soon enough and, and then consistently having to voice uh, their opinions and where they stand uh, on these issues that keep cropping up and, on top of that, they have to try and be at their peak physically in terms of playing the game that they love. And I just wonder if moving forward, there should now be, uh, you know, almost at the end of every round or whatever it may be at the end of every series, each team gets, you know, a couple of days just to sort of exhale um, and take a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was something 
I mean, that was something I was worried about at the beginning, right? Like, especially given the extenuating circumstances, just like before this, just of like the pandemic, going into the bubble, how kind of strange an environment, artificial an environment, um, extremely regimented in terms of scheduling. And then as they got to see, you know, this has been a newer thing as they've got to see players leave, excuse me, and in some cases, like, they're on vacation now, you know, like, Marco Bellinelli was on the beach with his dog the other day I saw. So it's like, (laughs) they see that too. And they're like, okay, I'm still here, you know, and and, and just like the optics of that are going to wear you down. Plus, as you said, like, their families aren't there yet. It's just, it's going to be, it was always going to be extremely draining um, Mm -hmm. and demoralizing and, and very, very, very strange. Um, and so I think that's an excellent suggestion of just like downtime. I bet there's some real dummies who would be like, well, they don't have to travel. So like they don't need to rest, but it's like, uh, this isn't, this is now. And we know now, like this was the proof. It's much more about playing basketball than playing basketball. You know, like it's, it's much more about like, um, there's more to it than the physical toll taken on like playoff games. Um, and we've seen like this week, and just really like intense, um, intense uh, media avails, especially from the Raptors. You know, like a lot of pain just being processed in real time and confusion and frustration um, that they probably need time to like sit with, you know, like anybody else would, but they don't really have that opportunity because they're expected to be able to articulate it perfectly right to the media. Uh, and in that they have automatically processed it. Whereas like, that's not how it works, you know, like they need time to sit with it as well. So yeah, I think that's an excellent, that's an excellent idea. And then I think lastly, you know, we've talked about this privately, but I do hope that we as a media have also taken some time to reflect on Mm -hmm. some of the questions that have been asked and, think about our responsibility and just uh, having this uh, expectation that these players are just going to share their trauma and uh, live it out in real time on these interviews. And I think that's Mm -hmm. extremely unfair. Um, I think it's something that can't continue. And I hope that we're able to go about uh, doing these interviews and these media sessions in a better way going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Um, we've both talked about how we're like been made to feel pretty frustrated with, with some things that happened this week. Um, I can't say I know. I mean, my only thing I thought was, okay, if they agree to do media and something this traumatic and like, you know, terrible, like terrifying has happened in the world, then do they say just media, let's like PR tell media, okay, like no questions about that, you know, like we're going to mm-hmm. keep it game specific. Or if they do want to speak on it, then perhaps they, there is no point to open the floor to questions. They can just talk. You know what I mean? Right. So, cause I get, I understand like the prompts, sometimes the prompts help them process it, but we're also like, the prompts should come from people they love and are close to them and they want to talk with about it. So there's definitely like a new territory, I think, to navigate with that. Um, yeah. But I, but I don't, I don't think media did a great job with trying to navigate it in real time this week. So 
Yeah, mm-hmm. to your point, I think just like if you're ever in a situation like that, I'm not naming names, but if you're ever like put on the spot and you know, you have to say something, like just be human first, I think. Like just be a person first and that's fine. Like, you know, like a lot of the times these guys are reaching out because they're just like, as I said before, they're expected to be able to articulate trauma and how they're responding to it automatically. Um, And that's impossible as people learn when they are put on the spot themselves. So just like if you've got to ask them questions, try and frame it in a way that's human and understanding, not like you're angling for a slightly different, better traumatized quote. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that's well said, Katie. And I think we can leave it at that. Uh, That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can subscribe, rate, and review the Lockdown Raptors show. It's an important part of what we do. Enjoy your day and take care. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.